What's up? It's your boy, Lita Johnson, and we're going to talk about some Villanova Radio now. Everybody heard me make the announcement about, you know, Jay Wright, Coach Jay Wright, and my uh, special, special, very special podcast is coming soon. I got some out-of-town things to do for 2026. I'll be in Arkansas making some moves, moving the rest of my things back to Philly. I have um, last, you know, that last little, little... um, Moves you got to make when you got your last things to move and, you know, say goodbye to some some uh, colleagues out there in uh, Arkansas and people, and I'll be out. Back here on 26. Um, it's crazy because, you know, Southwest Airlines don't got the nonstop flights. You know, I got to go through St. Louis to even get to anywhere I got to go. So, now, out of the, all that out the way, all right? NBA Villanova. Kind of simple, you know. I, I've always people, you know. I, I do my comments with a lot of my, uh, my, my, a lot of my leaders. I don't have followers, and they they make comments and they um, they say things, a lot of logical things. But I just want to answer some things. Now, when Villanova won the championship the first time, that wasn't the wake up call. When Ryan Archidiacono and they had Phil Booth come off the bench and light it up, you know, uh, you know, Joe Barry tried to make it happen, but Phil Booth said no. You had uh, the chef, the chef in the center position. You know, that's who uh, Cosby Roundtree reminds me of. He has the same similar type of play, uh, defense, more energy. And you will see things from Cosby Roundtree. I was talking with Numa Garetti coach, and he was like, Dada's working. He's always working hard. So y'all going to see some things from Cosby Roundtree. He's going to be a, uh, he's gonna be here four years for sure. And he's going to be one of the uh, Villanova great. He's the type of guy that can play. He hasn't really unleashed all his talent yet. And it's going to come. Well, each year, he, he evolved last year from the year before. And now you're going to see even better, even stronger Cosby Roundtree this year. People are not talking about Cosby Roundtree enough. It's kind of crazy because when he was committed here, I mean, what did y'all think? Everybody was hype about Villanova getting Cosby Roundtree. Now they're like, oh, he's, not do- he's doing exactly what he can do. He's just evolving, you know. Colin Gillespie had his fall off last year, but a guy that can shoot a three-pointer makes it a little bit more clear of the type of player he is. Because Cosby don't shoot three-pointers, so he don't have that extra. If he had that, then you'll see extra points. He'll have the same average that Gillespie had. Cosby's a post player. He's going to get stronger in the post. He's going to get more moves. He's going to get better with his offense. He's going to contribute more. And you got Robinson Earl here that will take some minutes from him. But now that Antoine's out, I see Dixon being that guy backing him up. I'm pretty sure Robinson Earl gets some center minutes, but I think Dixon will get more minutes at center now. And Robinson Earl will get minutes at the small forward. We got Sadiq Bay, but that's, that, that will come in when Robinson Earl will get some center minutes because Sadiq Bay will get so much forward minutes. But he'll also get some taken from him from Robinson Earl. It's going to be a good balance of a team. Now, let's talk about the NBA type of thing, where I'm going with it. When their team won the championship, it put Villanova on notice the way they battled North Carolina. You know, um, that year, only Archie and Chef came out. Nobody was drafted. Archie had to go through a hard road of fighting like Villanova players do and make a team. And he has a new contract with Chicago. Chef, he went through the, um, you know, first the Washington Wizards and then, you know, the Stockton Kings and the G League. And he did his thing. Now he's overseas playing, you know, getting his money. 
He's a good player. I think somebody in the NBA eventually assigned him on the team. Um, that was it. Like, you know, Chris Jenkins, um, the next year, Chris Jenkins and Josh Hart. And, you know, Amari Spellman, people don't understand what he could have did for them as to being a championship team. Phil Booth even got hurt. Those two things, you only had uh, Dante, you had Josh, and Chris Jenkins had a disappointing year to me. Let's just keep it real. Chris is still one of my favorite filling over players, but he had a disappointing year. The, the type of player I expected him to be, he didn't be. And it really put us down as to being a championship contender team. If Spellman and Booth was there, it would be another team, a totally different type of team with DaVincio, DiVincenzo, Bridges, and Charles, you know I mean, Josh Hart, DiVincenzo, and Bridges doing their thing. It would have been a totally different team. Totally different team if you add, just adding Spellman would have been a totally different team. I think we could have competed for anything. You put Spellman in there, if Spellman would have been able to get the ball, this would have been a different Spellman. I even think his draft stock would have been different because they needed that score and Spellman would have added it immediately. Immediately. And then if you put Booth in there, this makes it that type of team because Booth would have lit it up. Look what he did his senior year. You just look at the type of guy Booth. I think people forget how good Booth really was. And what he did last year really proved the type of player that Phil Booth is. So now you go to the next year. And people are healthy beyond reason. You got Spellman there. You got Booth around. You got DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, everybody, Jalen everybody's there now. So as as it turns, then defense evolution also. Nobody even mentions evolution in the point of a team. Evolution in chemistry. DiVincenzo had another year under his belt. If you forget, DiVincenzo went through injuries. So he gets his second year on the court, and he is butter. He is crisp. Booth gets another year under his belt. You get a, a recruiting class that's... If nobody even talks about Gillespie and Groundtree helping off the bench, what they did, Samuels got hurt. But Gillespie, when they came in, they made their minutes count. Gillespie and Roundtree made their minutes count. They made them count. Jalen Brunson was hitting them. Michael Bridges was hitting them. Eric Pascal was hitting them. Now it's a whole rotation of players, and people are like, whoa, and that team was so fascinating. I used to think, yo, that first team that we won, that was one that was probably one of the best tournament performances of any national championship team, and nobody thought that that team of Archie Diakono and the Shefu and Bridges, and nobody thought that team would do that. But now this team was so fire. They was like the Warriors. They was hitting shots from everywhere. You couldn't do nothing with them. They was dominating. They was virtually down. They weren't just winning. They were dominating everybody. And on top of that, you had everything. You had a five-star center that could shoot threes. You had a point guard, a five-star point guard that could take you to the... He was the player of the year. He was the best player, yes, no doubt. Brunson was the best player in college basketball. You could do nothing with... He's a floor general. He could score when you want. Then you had Michael Bridges, one of the best two-way... Best two-way player in that draft, mind you. Best two-way player in college basketball. Michael Bridges. 
Josh Hart is gone. Dante DiVincenzo and Booth were there. DiVincenzo was the best man off the bench. He was like what, what Jay Wright called him the sixth starter. I mean, he just comes off and just, you couldn't do nothing with DiVincenzo. He can hit shots from anywhere, drive on you, rise above you, and dunk on you. I haven't seen a white boy, and I hope I ain't putting nobody, but this is what it is. You don't see the white American, white American athlete be as athletic as he is. Not even Jason Williams. Not Brent Barry. None of them guys. Listen, let's go to the NBA. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Who was coming off the... No white athlete is coming off the floor doing what DiVincenzo did. Once he gets his fleet planted with Milwaukee, injuries is catching up with him. Once he does that, he's going to be something special. He'll play defense. He'll pass. He can play at the point. He can play shooting guard. More explosive than... Just as explosive as anybody in the NBA that can jump and dunk. You talk about uh, Zach Levine. He's another monster. But believe me, DiVincenzo, did you see the two-handed block he did? Did anybody see that? I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing Zach Levine do that. I'm not seeing him do it. Anybody with athletic ability is not jumping up, hustling. That, now, that's Villanova culture being taught. That's all it is. Go get that ball. He jumped up and used his athletic ability. There are a bunch of athletes. We saw Zion do something to that nature. We did see Zion do something. Jumping up, blocking people like that, taking people down. That's what DiVincenzo did. Let's talk about it for real. DiVincenzo was just as athletic as anybody else came through the draft in the past 10 years. Say what you want. Say how you feel. That's DiVincenzo. Once he plays with the Greek freak and he's healthy, it's going to be a problem in the NBA. He's going to be a problem. All right, so let's keep it right there. Now, you had Spellman, who had 6'9". This man getting off the floor. I mean, he was yoking on people crazy. Then he got a three-point shot that's just as smooth as anybody on Villanova. Look, everybody on Villanova, I don't care about DiVincenzo. I don't care about Brunson. I don't care about Bridges, Booth. He had the smoothest three-point shot on the team. Like, seriously, at 6'9", a center, Jesus. And he lost weight and got quicker on you. So we're talking about four guys who left, and, and they did the tournament the way they did. It opened up Villanova for the NBA floor all over. So now any type of success, okay, this past team, which you cannot, anybody who says anything about this team, oh, uh, he underachieved, it's just simply dumb on basketball. Don't even need to watch the sport. Turn it off when it come on. This man did the best coaching job he ever did. You got a class coming in. You got a point guard, five-star point guard in Quinterly. Falling back. He had to deal with the adversity of that, not playing him, and all this and that in the fourth. And he, did, he dealt with the – he had controversy. It's the first time we had controversy in Villanova. He, he was controversy before he came over here because everybody, is he going to play? Uh, he took money or uh, all this mess. He dealt with that like, uh, whatever. When he posted the stuff on Instagram, uh, he dealt with that like, uh, whatever. He took up for his players. His players is a family culture. He never let it affect anything. Cole Swider, Brandon Slater, Sadiq Bay. They had some young bucks. Seriously, the Pascal and Booth. Were the people. You got a sophomore starting. You got a, a, a sophomore, a, two sophomores starting, and a freshman. And you still won the Big East Championship against teams that were more experienced. 
He made a great run in the tournament. The best he could with this Villanova. The best he could. But what he had, he had an inexperienced team. And Buford Pascal, if you look on all the other teams, they were like the fifth and sixth options to, to even give them the ball to score. Now they are the leaders. And Pascal was drafted. How about that one? Let's keep it one. Booth got a contract. Those all count. Booth got a contract, man. NBA team with the Wizards. That just displays the type of discipline that Villanova display. I mean, let's just not talk about this team. Let's talk about Pascal and Booth getting contract. Pascal was drafted. Booth got a contract. I had the summer league. So that just shows you that. NBA teams are looking at Villanova because they win. They develop their players to be able to play immediately on the NBA floor with the NBA IQ. Now let's talk about this team. We are finally here. 13 minutes into this podcast. I talked about a lot of things. Let's talk about why I feel like, for one, they're going to be an NBA a, a challenger for the national championship. There's no doubt about it. You can't tell me nothing until I see this happen. Jay Wright coaches players to the best of their capabilities wherever they're at mentally on the basketball floor. He milks it. He milks the best out of you where you're at and then makes you a better player. What he did to Jermaine Samuels. What he did. That's another sophomore. Sorry, I forgot about him. I'm hearing all this mess about Jermaine develop. We watched him develop game for game, get better and better and better. We seen him not take the shots we wanted him to take and then he took it. He took the shot. He took the shots eventually. Because you know why? Jay Wright was coaching him. The Popovich of college basketball was coaching him. The same way that Kawhi Leonard became a player. We saw Jermaine Samuels develop. When he came out of high school, the boy was a borderline five-star. One of the best players out that class. Period. Look at the players. I put it out there. The, play, the team, the top five teams that were battling for him. Four teams besides Nova. You have to really look at this clearly. Villanova's ready. And if we're going to look at this team as an NBA team, yes, I'm going to tell you something. Um, Jermaine Samuels showed it in the tournament, showed it in the clutch times when they needed him, why he's a special player. And I think the one thing that developed was a three-point shot. It started to develop more and more, and you started to see it. Now, to show you he's ready, and, and believe me, people know Villanova. They know he's going to evolve. A guy is going to evolve if he's good at Villanova. He, the next year, you're like, ooh, the popcorn's ready. Let's to see what Jermaine does now. Plus, all the, the scout analysts for high school basketball know about Jermaine Samuels, okay? So, they're seeing the development like, whoa, here he comes. What we knew he had. Jermaine Samuels in the Team USA games with Colin Gillespie showed exactly why he was a, a guy that's going to be a star. He clearly shined with Team USA. Clearly shined. Showed he was basically the best player on the floor. If you ain't saying he's the best player on the floor, he's definitely one of the top two on that team. Top three. 
just to give you a, a respectable notion on people guessing. You can't place from nowhere off the top three on their Team USA team. Yeah, big game. Showed you why he's going to be one of the best players in college basketball. And I think, to me, he's the Big East player of the year candidate. You're talking about Marcus Howard. Let's talk about Jermaine Samuels. Those are going to be the two guys you're looking at on the Big East. But then after that, you're looking at you're looking at Villanova. In my opinion, you're just looking at Villanova. You look at the guys on other teams, on UConn, St. John's, whoever else is on the Big East, you're trying to really consider the Seton Hall teams, whatever. But Kyler Gillespie is a player of the year candidate. <laughs> Say what you want. You can say what you want. Colin Gillespie is a player of the year candidate, man. Period. Colin Gillespie showed in Team USA games why he's a leader. Why he's going to be even tougher this year to beat. It's going to be real hard on the Big East floor that he's got. Now he's a junior. Do you know what that means? Do people know what evolution is? Evolving? Gillespie's going to be a problem. He's going to be, you see how Marcus Howard evolved, right? Well, how do y'all think that Gillespie's not going to be a problem this year? Like, seriously, the, what he's going to do on the court is going to save Villanova in a lot of games. Because it's going to be games that Samuels and them guys, they're going to fight their hardest, but they're going to need somebody just try it, like, uh, like be there. And he's a guard that can light it up. Like, he really had some games. Do we remember 30-point games? Do we remember this when he was hitting from long range and games and save Villanova? Do you know what type of problem he's going to be? Do I think he's going to be an early guy? No, he's not going to leave early. I mean, I'm going to have to see this. I mean, you know, smaller guards need the whole thing, especially with so much talent around him. That's why. It's going to block his time to roll out. He's not that, you know, Marcus Howard could have left this year. And I really believe Marcus Howard would have been drafted. But with the year he had, why wouldn't he want to be in there? The reason why Carson Edwards left is because the tournament, the tournament, when you show out in the tournament, then it's like everybody, you hear your buzz. Marcus Howard buzz wasn't strong enough. I'm just going to tell you as an NBA draft analyst, Marcus Howard's buzz, as good as he was in the Big East, was not strong enough. But when Carson and Carson Edwards had a good regular season, look at his numbers. But when he came in the tournament and did that, like he did on the grand stage, the same thing with Dante DiVincenzo. That's all Carson Edwards was, was a Dante DiVincenzo. Once he showed that, his stuff, his stock was way over Marcus Howard. Even though y'all seen what Marcus Howard, no. It, Marcus Howard and Booth was like tit for tat. It was possible that Marcus Howard would not have been drafted. Period. Say what you want. Oh, Marcus, no. It was very, very possible that Marcus Howard would not have been drafted. So let's talk about, again, back to Jermaine Sam. His athleticism, his defensive ability, what he does, him getting off the floor. This guy is going to be a star in the Big East. And he has everybody with eyes on him. He's possibly a guy that could be an All-American from 1 to 13. Yes, you can say what you want. Jermaine Samuels has the glow. He has it now. People are on him. And Villanova's a big school, and so that's where the glow really comes from. People are looking to see what's the next Villanova player we can get that's mentally ready and physically ready, and the culture of him is great in the locker room. People are looking for that. Now, the next guy is Sadiq Bey. I, I forgot to bring him in. Sadiq Bey, look what he did. Scoring eight points a game last year, but look at the game. Look what he did as a freshman. As a def- There's a two-way player. Now he's going to get the ball more. Phil Booth and Pascal are gone. Samuels and Bay and Gillespie as scorers are going to be counted on. They are going to be counted on. 
Cosby Roundtree is going to be counted on, period. He's not a scorer. He's, you, when you look at him, you don't look at him as a scorer. You look at him as a guy that can just play. You know, he can, he can you don't look at him as a, as, as a dependable scorer. You have to put him in the rotation. If you look at this team and look at the team they won in 2016, they're way more talented. Super talented. So, Bay, I think Bay, Samuels, and Gillespie are those one, two, three guys. That's just what it is. Now, Bay and Samuels with their skill set at 6'8 and 6'7 at small fours that can both defend and both hit from the three-point line. And this culture of NBA, yes, when the championship comes, if they win the championship, expect those two to be gone. Then you look at Robinson, Earl, Antoine. Let's just stop, stop everything. These guys were already looked at as NBA prospects before they even left, man. Before they even left. They were looked at as NBA prospects. Before they even... Uh, let me just clear it up. Before they even left, what I mean, before they even committed to a school. Brian Antoine, everybody's talking about, oh, well, I'm looking at all these NBA draft... I, I've said this before. All these NBA draft analysts, they're saying that Antoine's not going to be looked at. There's two different steps, all right? Really, th- look at the high school basketball, where they put you at, where they look at you. He, his, his senior year in high school was just as good as anybody was one of the top five performances of any guy in the 2019 prospect. And out of any 2019 prospects, he was top five. He was a top five player last year. He, his senior year was unbelievable. So I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear everybody talking about who's good, who's going to the 2020 draft. and Brian Antoine just as good as any of them. What of what he did in his senior year does not implicate that. Look what he did his senior year. Just look what he did his senior year. He was a top five prospect. Anybody who doesn't put him there 12, 13, that's all bullshit. Baloney. Bullshit. Look what he did his I don't want to hear about, oh, I, I had one person tell one of my colleagues tell me, oh, well, the competition. They, are you serious? We were talking about Antoine and, and Scotty Lewis. We were talking about Antoine and Scotty Lewis. Straight up, the best duo in college ba- in high school basketball. They've been there for years. What? And when they go to AAU, they play against all these guys. They play. Ag- they played against top guys. They have had great game. Nobody could stop Brian Antoine. So I'm listen. Even with Scotty Lewis, Scotty Lewis evolved as a two way player, even more. But Antoine was more unstoppable. Period. More unstoppable on the court. So I'm like, what are people looking at? Go back to what Antoine did in his senior season. Look at his junior season. Look at his senior season. You have not been looking. You, people have been just listening to people, listening to analysts instead of really looking. Don't, don't come to me because you're hearing what analysts say. Come to me because you're looking at exactly what they did. That's what that's about. Antoine will be a dominating force when he gets on the court. You will not, but you're not going to be, he's not going to be able to do what he did at uh, Rainey. He's not going to be able to do that at he did at Team Rio. He's not going to be able to do that because Jay Wright spreads the ball. Look what Dante DiVincenzo did. But when it's time to score 30, what'd he do? Look what Jalen Brunson did. But when it's time to score 30, what'd he do? Look what Michael Bridges did. But when it's time to score 30, what'd he do? Look what Morris Spellman did. When it's time to dominate on both ends of the floor, what'd he do? Listen. This guy is special. Antoine is special. 
Wake up. Smell the roses. You got them. You got roses. Smell them. Feel them. And we come to Robinson Earl. You know what? I come to here because he's probably the most. Evan Daniels made a, uh, say he would be the best guy on there. No, he's not the best freshman. He's not. It's Antoine, period. But let's go here. Robinson Earl is special. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it, my man. Every time this man steps on the floor for all-star IMG, he's the best player on their floor. Best player on IMG. The all-star guys. Noah Farrakhan, Jaden Springer, Armando Bacot. You got Michael Brown Jones. You got Patrick Kelly on his team. You got Josh, my boy Josh Green on his team. Oh, everybody. But Robinson Earl's the most polished and fluid player on their court. So when we go to this, the balance is Robinson Earl is basically the most looked at guy. Now, he might not be the best guy out the out that freshman class, but he's the most looked at. I mean, he just did look look what he did with the team USA team. Look at how what he averaged, man. He's six nine Grand Hill. That's exactly what he is. He's a six nine Grand Hill. You want me to compare to you what Brian Antoine is? Well, if you want me to compare you to him, let me just give you a couple of guys. You got to put a couple of guys in that Brian Antoine. You look at James Harden. That's one guy. And more explosive James Harden is what I say. With defense. So you would have to say James Harden, Paul George. That's, that's what you look at when you look at Brian Antoine. That man is that good. His ceiling is that good. All right, but uh, six nine Green Hill is what you're talking about. When you talk about um, when you talk about Jeremiah Robson Earl, he's so polished, so patient, so great in the post, so good at three. Then you're looking at a guy who probably can hit. Maybe he's better. He's probably a little bit better long range shooter than the Grand Hill would be. Just a little bit. He's just a very fluent and polished play. He plays everything. He does it the right way. Ha, Villanova does everything the right way. Ha, Villanova. That's what Jeremiah Robinson Earl is. He's Villanova. He's your man child. Villanova man child. Antoine might be the guy you ain't think you would get. Oh, my God, we're blessed to have this type of guy. He's Villanova. He's Villanova times three. How did we get this guy? Nobody even thought. They thought it was Duke. Nobody thought that he was even coming. I put it on the mark. All the analysts went crazy. I started seeing people, Jerry Meyer, hitting up my, yo, is he going to go? Whoa, is he going to Villanova? Everybody thought it was Duke. I said Villanova. Nobody thought that Villanova would get this type of talent. Nobody thought it was going to happen. The Scotty Lewis thing turned, you know, all of a sudden at the last minute turned different. It was really just Florida or Villanova. I don't want to hear about Kentucky. I don't want to hear about it was Florida or Villanova would have made the pitch. They pulled back on Scotty Lewis. How about that one? Nobody knew that. Did they? No. <sighs> Crazy. But anyway, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Villanova won, I say it's stupid. All right. It didn't turn out like that. And then here we go. In the trenches, Villanova courts Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So we going to end it like this, man. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is 
that guy. And he's the next guy that could really – he's looked at in NBA draft scouts as a, as a top 20 pick regardless. They're looking at uh, Antoine, I'm saying, as a top 25 pick. Regardless, they are both first-round draft picks. And then, then you look at Sadiq Bey and Jermaine Samuels. When this hype comes, nobody's looking at them and what they did. But he's he's a guy. It's a spawn off because they you're not looking at Robinson Earl and Antoine is even the leader. They're not even the leaders of this team. Robinson Earl could come off the bench and still get starter minutes like DiVincenzo did. So, um, Antoine is going to be a star when he comes back. He's going to get starters minutes regardless when he comes back off his injury. He will get starters minutes. The thing is, NBA scouts already have an eye on these two. They haven't even put Samuels and they haven't even put Samuels and Bay on draft charts yet the same thing that kind of happened in a, in a way with Rock, with Brunson and DiVincenzo we just got to equal that we have to equal that DiVincenzo was not on first round uh, uh, Was he was not on first round charts he was not on that Sadiq Bay and Samuels are not even there so the, out of the four guys in, in the last class, Spellman and DiVincenzo were not on charts like they were until after the championship went. That's why I put Bay and Samuels there. As soon as the success comes of this team and they win the championship, that's when that kicks in. Listen, y'all, what's going on? Nova Nation, love y'all to death. But this is why we got four guys right now. I know it's guys like that like, what about Gillespie? I'm glad. I wanted to end this on that note. Gillespie is not because he's not the, the, the gifted, athletically talent of that, of that core. But this is how Gillespie could get that. To the Gillespie family, if this man comes up in the tournament and does what and, and does what DiVincenzo did in the tournament, because he has a three-point shot, he has it. If he comes up in the tournament and does what Carson Edwards did, guess what? We looking at five, ladies and gentlemen. We looking at five, five guys out of here. All right, I'm out. Villanova Radio, baby. We love Villanova. I'm out. Lita Johnson.